Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for Round 11 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. Normally we throw to Adam Rosenbachs with a bit of a, a bit of a joke, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a laugh. He's been mm. fired from you know mm. probably about 50 jobs. He's outraged yep. about things. But today, you know, it's it's a it's a world of darkness, and so we thought we'd have a little ray of light, a little bit of sunshine, because there's some fantastic news coming out of South Australia. And that is that the Big Shed Brewing Company has released this week a Matani chicken salt flavoured beer. And Adam, I think that's the thing we can <laughs> both celebrate. You know what? It's amazing how you don't realise there's something you need until it's put in front of you, Michael. And mm-hmm. the moment, you know, because every time, you know, uh, back in the days when you used to see a footy park and we discussed this on the podcast years ago, what the hell is Matani? And then it came in that it was the chicken salt and we we're on board. <laughs> and not once during those years did I ever think, wonder if someone would ever combine chicken salt <laughs> into a beer. I never thought it was possible. And you just, and that's where you get people, what would you say? They're like, they're dreamers. They're the explorers. They're the, Mage- they're the Magellans of our world. They're the ones who <laughs> break down barriers. And these people, someone probably said to them, oh, this would be great as a drink. And they went, ah, oh, but it can't be done. And they, they went, got laughed out of the room. Some they genius did. got laughed out of the room. And they laughed and they said, mate, go back to your big shed. And he goes, well, I'm going to make it big shed brewing. And you know what I'm going to brew? And they go, what are you going to brew, dickhead? And he goes, I'm going to put chicken salt in the beer. They went, all right, fuckhead, not going to work. <laughs> and they have turned it around. And it just makes me want to get my hands on it. I imagine it's going to be in short supply. This has got, you know, duff beer written all over it. It won't be out there for very long. But people who manage to get... You know, a couple of crates of this are just going to be... It's like an NFT. You are going to be fucked. It's crypto. It's the it new is, crypto. But it's also like it's actually going to last. Like, you know, NFTs, crypto, so volatile. They yeah. go up and down every five seconds. But I reckon True, if you get your point. hands on a, on a can of, mm. uh, or even a bottle, I don't know if they're going to come in a bottle. I've seen pictures of the can. If you get your hands on one, even one can of this mm. Matani chicken salt beer... Uh, you are sitting on a fortune. This is like this is like a baby boomer buying a house fifty years ago <laughs> for f- fifteen bucks. Yeah, and you get a hand on you get a hand on um one of these cans, and um you are, yeah. you are gonna it's generational health. Uh, well, yeah, in two thousand and eighty, when you were talking to your kid who supports the fucking Tasmanian kangaroos, <laughs> and they're gonna be, how much did you pay for your six pack of Matani? Mm-hmm chicken salt beer grandpa and you're going to be like uh 22 bucks and like fuck me yeah sure. even with inflation you know they're worth like seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars for one can now yeah and then the little kid will be like oh i've got to go grandpa because i've got to watch the um tasmanian kangaroos play a derby uh versus the uh tasmanian sons <laughs> <laughs> 
and I washed the I washed the pain of that game down <laughs> with a chicken salt. So the beer is combined. The the beer is called Ghost G O S E, which is not a beer that you see particularly often. Like everything these days is XPA, IPA, pale ales, all that kind of stuff. Do you know Do you and know the difference gone, between that stuff? Um, not overly. Like it just it just um. I think the more X's and P's in it, the more it is like a florist has just jizzed in your mouth, I think is the difference. Sheesh. I don't know if that's the technical term. Sheesh. But it just, there's a lot more uh, flavours and it's like, you know, like a really strong cordial. Do you mean fruitier? Like, is that kind of a, a I do. way to yeah. describe it? Yeah. So when you said florist. Dude. Um, well, maybe not a florist, maybe a flower shop. Cheesing in your mouth is well, what ghost, I mean. Yeah, it says here, a traditional German-style wild fermented beer that yeah. is made with a souring yeast rather than a bacteria. So that, to me, sounds a little bit kombucherish. I don't know. Like, I, you know, kombucha has the um, the scoby. Are you aware of the scoby? It's a it's a live element in each kombucha, and I'm thinking maybe that... Because yeast is alive, isn't it? Uh, you are, well, I'm way out of my depth here, man. Like, I genuinely yeah, don't okay. know. Yeah. Like, you're actually surprising me with your knowledge of how beer is made. I'm very good. I also know how it's poured and how it's drunk. <laughs> so, they did have a... Oh, here we go. Ghosts were traditionally flavoured with coriander and salt. But I think... They say it goes back about a thousand years, but maybe the kind of salting of the beer is more a keeping it fresh. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you'd cure meat and stuff like that. But this, yeah. see, the good thing is the Big Shed Brewing Company are not a bunch of fucking idiots who don't know what they're doing. Because if you scroll down a little bit, they've made beers in the past, like their Thai green chicken curry beer. Now, who hasn't sat there in a Thai restaurant as they're eating a Thai green chicken curry and thought, you know what would go down well with this? Yeah. Is a Thai green chicken curry beer. Yep. So you get double the amount. It's just, it's win-win. Um, I've heard I've heard of curry flavored beers in the UK in the past. I've never had one myself, but that has been a thing. Um, I'm actually just looking around here, like where we can actually buy these beers. I think we could maybe buy them, and I mean, we're clearly not going to fucking sell them. We're going to get them onto them very quick. It's available to purchase uh, select stock list and straight from the tap at Big Shed Brewery. Okay, so you got to be there in the flesh. Okay, I mean, well, maybe we can send, if there are any junk timers out there who are willing to go to the Big Shed Brewery for us on our behalf, we'd love a review of the Matani Chicken Shell because we are stuck over here in Victoria and we don't have instant access the way you guys do. That's true, but it's a very good point, Adam. We have talked in the past, last few weeks, about maybe doing live shows in Perth and Adelaide and people are reaching out saying, we want junk time, we want junk yeah. time, especially Michael, we want junk time. And so I'm like, I'm going to do a little bit of research. If if the Big Shed Brewing Company had any kind of performance space at all, I mean, it is possibly the combining of two of Australia's greatest uh, icons, the Junk Time Alpha podcast live show, and so, chicken salt flavored beer. So it's not that far out of the city. It's uh, in Royal Park in South Australia, which I'm not that familiar with, but it's out towards West Lakes, which is where Adelaide, uh, which is where Footy Park was. So bloody hell, they've combined the home, you know, the home of uh, South Australia football for so long, and they've got the Big Shed Brewing Company out there. Oh, I think that that would be. Dude, how many do you right, reckon you could? Dude, it's right. How many Allison. do you reckon you could? How many do you reckon you could drink? 
before you went, oh, fucking hell. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of fucking chicken uh, like, salt. It'd be, be kind of like maybe popcorn or like um, uh, hot chips with too much salt on them. You know, you can't yeah. eventually get to a stage where you go, okay, I need, I need, I need a whole bucket of water here. <laughs> but dude, because you know, there's a there's a barn me, um, there's a barn me beer as well. Okay, from from Vietnamese from rolls. Big Shed. No, I don't believe so. I think it might be someone different. Huh. Um, it's right near Alberton Oval. Yeah. And then if it's Westlake, so that can't be too far from Footy Park. Is that still called Amy Stadium? Amy Park? No, uh, no, I think it's just called Westlakes now because they probably wouldn't sponsor it just because it's Adelaide's um, basically their uh, home, their home at the yeah. moment. So we'd be in the heart of football too if we did the live show yeah. at the brewery. Okay. Well, South Australian people, Adelaide people, hit us up. Let us know whether the um, Big Shed Brewing, uh, uh, Big Shed Brewery, is is worth hitting. If we, if you think that it's got a performance space that we could hit, I'm just looking at. Um, Around their website, it doesn't kind of give much information about. It just says, you know, about bookings. So I'm not sure if they have a space or if anyone from the Big Shed Brewing Company. Of course, Michael, we reach everywhere. You're probably listening to it. You probably, <laughs> you probably knew that we were going to be talking about the Matani Chicken Salt Beer. And good on Matani for spreading their wings and not just, you know, keeping themselves to chips. Yep. Yep. Uh, a lot of footy news going on, Adam. Uh, Essen- well, hang on. Sorry. Sorry, can I pause? I found on the Big Shed Brewing Company uh, room. So we've got main bars. So we can do like 250 seater. Okay, here we go. We're cooking. We're cooking with gas now. Now they've got quite a few uh, function rooms. So we could easily put on a show. Junk timers, let us know if you are up for it. We know we've got quite a few from Adelaide. We're starting to narrow it down now. If we could get out to the Big Shed Brewing Company. And you know what? When you buy a ticket, you get a Matani chicken and salt beer. With your ticket, I can guarantee that will happen. <laughs> okay, now now we're making statements. We can't actually back up. But <laughs> that is true. Okay, it's enough to kind of backflipping for a little bit or not kind of working out what they're going to do. They're now going to do a f- not a full review, I think you know that way. Like a like an itsy bitsy, a little bit of a kind of a, yeah, we'll have a look, man. We'll have a look around. We might ask a few questions, but nothing's going to happen. That it'll kind fo- of review. It will focus on player development, coaching and recruiting. This thing got so me I guess li- that, that that means that uh, well because they're basically saying they don't want to blow the joint up. So Carlton came in last year, um, Luke Sayers came in, and they did the full review for all the way the boot starter all the way. From, basically, it went from uh, the top David Teague all the way down to the bottom of David Teague, and they went, <laughs> "You can fuck right off, mate, because you've ruined this club." And they sent him oh, on yeah. his way. He was the problem. Yep. He was the problem, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember, we remember about 20 years ago when David Teague just fucked Carlton. Just like, mate, you know. Hey. Can you remember that when he was like maybe like uh, 15 years old and he, he was uh, handing the brown paper bags <laughs> under the table to... Might I, might I point out, Michael, that David Teague did in fact win, I think it was a 2004 Carlton Best and Fairest. So he did. Okay, he fact, was part was of the rot. Okay. The yeah, he, was, he was there for the beginning of the rot. So it took him a long time to realise. They go, fucking hell, this David Teague bloke's not good I take for this back club. my kind words about David Teague. You're a scumbag and you brought the place down from the inside. <laughs> exactly. So Carlton blew it up, but Essendon have said they're not going to do that. You know, they, they said Ben Rutten, safe as houses. No matter what comes out of this review, Ben Rutten has a job. <laughs> Now, not the coaching job, but a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he mean, can the, be, he, 
<laughs> he can do I mean, valet out at uh, out at the hangar. I was going to say, I mean, the toilets at the hangar still need to be cleaned. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, very ben, true. put on your gloves, mate. But it's a job. So basically, they're going to go down and look at the um, you know recruitment and stuff. And so they're going to because you know everyone, every, all seventeen clubs love dealing with Essendon and Adrian Dodoro. Mm-hmm. He's so much fun. He always is. He's uh, so amicable. And doesn't push too much of a ridiculous bargain when he's talking about players that want to leave his club, which has been about, you know, eight really quality ones over the last couple of years. But when he wants to get someone in, it's maybe a fourth rounder. Hmm. I'm finding the wording here a bit funny. Okay. So what are you saying? May 7, Brasher, so the CEO of the team, Yep. Uh, said the club would not bow about pressure and conduct a review. Okay. Well, yep. what? Now, three weeks later, you have. Okay. Okay. First first black mark on your name, Brasher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're falling apart. What's your president of you? It reminded those that have functioned prior to the Bombers win. Okay, we don't want to talk about that, who they beat. But um, uh, they, <laughs> the coach had taken a young team to the finals in his first season. Actually had done well. Like, they, they, they won that. Yes. They got into the finals. They lost the Dogs, who then eventually went on to play grand finals. So, you can't, you know, you can't sniff at that. No, not at all. I agree with that. Uh, he revealed at that function that Russian and football manager Josh Mahoney had been grilled uh, at a board meeting held the previous week about the football program and the team, team's performance. So they put them in kind of front of the, the table. I kind of wonder what kind of questions they'd be asking. Like, are we going to be good good anytime soon? Yeah, um, is it any- as simple as just like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, yeah, like it's like, um, dude, there's literally a Twitter account that will tell us how many days <laughs> <laughs> since we've won a final. I really yeah. don't like that showing up in my feed. <laughs> yeah, I probably should stop following it, but everyone else likes it and retweets <laughs> it, and it keeps popping up. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, where where do you where do you see Essendon at? Like, I reckon there are a couple of teams who kind of go like, they're never going to win a flag. But and there was a bit of hope for Essendon this year, but they maybe haven't quite achieved uh, everything that they wanted. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess everyone expected them to be better than they were last year. So they came home second half of the year. They came home really strong. They lost that final as expected. Paul Brasher has even come out as they're about to do this review. So this is like the third review in about five years. Like these, They do more reviews than fucking TripAdvisor this place. Yeah. They, he came out and said that we still expect to win a flag by 2025. And you're like, dude, you've got to win a final first. Like you haven't done that for ages. And yeah. Every team wants to win a flag. That's that's why they exist. Stop putting fucking years on it and creating all this havoc for everyone else. Yeah, right. I mean, we do make fun of that kind of stuff because it kind of is fun to do. I mean, apart from Melbourne last year, like, you know, you would have put them in the category the year before of the team that's never going to win a flag. And I mean, I say never, like, you know, obviously it's going to happen, but like, but, but then it happens, you know. I mean, Richmond famously, you know, had their, their plan and you kind of go, and it fucking came to perfectly... It came to fruition, didn't it? I mean, Hawthorne yeah. had their five-year plan to win three in by no, oh, whatever it was, but they missed that by a year. Like, yeah, so okay. actually, but also too, you had the nucleus of a really, really strong team. Yeah, as I think did we, I think we had as did Richmond. Won Richmond won, knew yeah. they were building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just looking at the thing here. You know, what red flag for me, and I mm. hate to say this, red flag for me is that uh, they're going to. Uh, Wellman will lead the review with support of club legends Kevin Sheedy and Simon Madden. Now, nothing to say bad about those two people, Kevin Sheedy and Mm -hmm. Simon Madden, but they're also Essendon people through and through. And I'm like, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. And also Kevin Sheedy. I don't know, man. If, is he the real guy to kind of get in the nitty-gritty of a modern team by the fact he's like, going, ah, you should tie down the windsock. It's like, no, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. We've moved on from that. <laughs> there is a We've moved on that. Yeah, like, we, should I mean, throw I, marshmallows. we should throw marshmallows at the opposition. Yeah, no, have Kevin, have, that's have, not going to help. Truck, have you thought about, you know, uh, doing your... Join your jacket, like just you know. <laughs> um, so that, that worries me a little bit. That they've yeah. they've got kind of two club legends who may not um, uh, be of the modern game, Adam. The modern game. Also, too, Sheeds. You know, he's getting on in years, and there are certain things that you don't need older people to undertake, and that is to. Like, I wouldn't get my parents to run a review of, like, my house <laughs> yeah. or how, you know, how things are done around. I wouldn't get them to go through my accounting. I wouldn't, I just, there's a lot of things that I would say to my mum and dad. Look, I'll get someone professional in to do this. Sure, sure. I love having you around. Love you guys. But don't fucking trust you to do anything. How old would Sheets be now, actually? Let's have a look at that. Uh, I would say about, what, 75 Okay, I'm like going to go, yeah, I'm going to go... Early, earlier 70s, early 47, 70s. Okay. so what would that be, 75 this year, on the money mate. Oh mate, I know my sheets. I know uh, my Christmas sheets. Eve, December 24, Christmas Eve, Kevin Sheedy, oh, 75. There you go. Oh poor Kev, like he's probably never really had a, like a great birthday. I know, I know, but you know, he gets to celebrate premiership reunions and all that kind of stuff, but but you do wonder, does he know, does he understand? Like, he was brought into GWS to set a culture up with the younger players in, what, 2013 when they started? He yeah, was yeah. only there for two years before Leon took over, or not even that long. Well, I think the idea, too, when you hear uh, Mark Williams talk about his time at GWS as well, is that Mark did the coaching and Sheeds was the PR man, the song and dance man. Gotcha. Um, and so maybe he can do the PR for the review. So when it comes out, what Sean Wellman has found out, what Simon Madden has found out, and what the ghost of John Coleman has found out, then Sheeds <laughs> can do that. Sheeds can come out and say, this is what we've found, this is what we're going to change, and Essendon fans, we're moving back to Windy Hill, we're fucking off the hangar because no one likes coming to Tullamarine. No, no, fuck that, that man. Don't, 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 don't move back to Windy Hill. Go back even further. Go back to, uh, go back to East Melbourne. Go back to where the, the um, train lines are down near um, between kind of Flinders and Jollymont. Go there. Put a ground. And we have talked about this in the past, that Essendon should go back to that East Melbourne ground by the fact, but keep it a live train line. We've talked oh, about absolutely. this in the past. Yeah, so you have three yeah. or four train lines going through during yeah. a game, and that would really you keep players, players on their toes. <laughs> yeah, you want players sharp. You want to move <laughs> out of the way. I mean, we all get annoyed when someone, you know, like a Morris Rowley Jr., like, will, you know, tackle something. Well, we, we love watching it, but also we get annoyed when it's our player going, where's your awareness? Yeah. And it's like, if, you're, if you've got three trains coming through in, in peak out, like, you're yeah. looking over your shoulder. <laughs> oh, fucking oath. But also, the tougher guys don't, they don't hear... You don't hear the um, train tracks. Oh, you heard train tracks. You don't hear that. You just you got focus for the ball. You know, a lot of people out with concussion protocols and you know deaths, but still, high octane game. Everyone's coming to watch it. And I also think it actually would encourage certain players to come out of retirement if we did have trains going through a ground at a particular particular time. I'm thinking Fraser Garrick because who can take on a train? <laughs> The G train. <laughs> That's a very good point. So, what do you reckon they're going to get out of this review if they're only going to look at like um, on well, like what's happening on field? Because isn't isn't that going to reflect badly on Ben Rutten if they ask the players what do you think's going wrong? They're like, well, we're confused. Then you go, well, who's confusing you? 
Ben Rutten. Don't say that. He's the we coach. We've told him he's going to be here. Don't want to pay him out. Yeah. Yeah. We've already told him he has a job. Now, look, technically, we didn't specify what that job would be, but mm, moving on. True. Well, they also talk about they want to um, focus on kind of recruitment uh, by the fact they they feel they'll get a high draft pick this year, which they most likely will. So now You know what I'm hearing too? You know what I'm hearing? Essendon have a war chest. Uh, I mean, I hear war, dra- uh, war chest, and also I hear... Uh, it's the best draft ever. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. So at the moment, they're sitting at like uh, pick three or four. So they're actually going to get a high draft pick and they reckon that they have the money to go after someone like a Jordan Degoe. Okay, okay. But why go after Jordan? Okay, all the talk about Dusty. Okay, going to Sydney and all oh, that kind of jazz. right. Okay, you got a war chest. Okay, Dusty, mm. get him, mm. but he gets to live in Sydney. Yeah, so well, you, you live next it. to the airport. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, actually, Dustin would probably find it quite convenient. And also, you've got two airports to choose from. You can yeah. do Tullamarine, you can do Essendon Airport, where the Beatles landed. And I like to, just a little note to interstate people, when they come to Melbourne, they take the bus from the airport to um, Southern, Cross State, um, <laughs> Southern Cross Stadium, I was about to say. But uh, yes, he paid $20. And yes, it's ridiculous that we're um, taking a bus at a fucking airport. <laughs> That's the only way to get out of there. But I like to consider it a little Beatles tour. So you drive past Essendon Airport where uh, the Beatles played and then you drive past uh, Exhibition Hall where the Beatles played and therefore you get two Festival Hall. Festival Hall. You get two little Beatles adventures in uh, in the space yeah. of a half-hour bus trip that advertises Wi-Fi but doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, do you know that none of that makes up for the sadness of you <laughs> being on the bus <laughs> from the airport when there's Ubers and or taxis available to you? Cheapskate. For someone who is doing very well. I'm doing well. very well, but that's why I'm doing very well. Because <laughs> yeah, okay, right. can save. Yeah, because you know that. So, yeah, uh, if Dusty's out there, he's got easy access to Sydney. He's got easy access to flights direct to Vegas, you know, pro through LA. Like they go, oh, mate, you know, instead of when you're managing Dusty, you manage him by sending him to LA for a week. Then he comes back refreshed. Well, actually, I mean, if you think about the, the last dance doco, that Michael Jordan doco last year or two years yeah. ago, like they literally did do that with Dennis Rodman. They were like, he needs yeah. a holiday. He needs to go to Vegas. He and needs then, to go to Vegas. So, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't he like, like, you know, naked with Carmen Electra or something? Michael Jordan yes, walks in and she's hiding behind a couch. God. And I actually picture that's based, that actually could possibly happen in Dusty's life. Like, <laughs> Yes, yes, that's not, that's not out of the realms of possibility. Uh, dude, North. So, yeah, we go from Essendon being a little bit of a bastard case with their own review, and North have come out and said that there is nothing to see here. We've got no problems, even though three recruiters all on the same day walked out of the club, and they've gone, eh, it's not an issue. That uh, happens all the time. Here. Happens all the time. You know when you're at work and just three people just go, oh, fuck this, I'm fucking quitting. You people shit me. You're not letting me do my job. You're questioning everything I do. Fuck off, all of you. And they go, okay, uh, we'll get you a card. Have a great trip. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, really appreciate it. Good luck. All the best. Where are you going next? Three people from one department as well, like mm. that particular yeah, department. And, yeah. and by the fact they probably share an office and, yeah. and therefore we can speculate that they've been yeah. talking about this for a long time to <laughs> walk out at once. Yep, yep. But look, you know, people are people and they're going to do their own thing. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I'll tell you what I'm calling well, for right sorry, now. Sorry, mate. So, let me pick you up over there. They're, they're at North Melbourne. They share a disabled toilet together. 
Right, they're just <laughs> they're crammed for space around there. So yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and Ben Rutten's there. Uh, he's uh, uh, cleaning that toilet as well. Kind of part of you know Essendon going. Yeah, you can clean our toilets. Clean North. <laughs> oh, too. That's too, good. Too. He's a good guy. He got two jobs. Uh, actually, I'm actually putting a call out now for a recruiter genius, Craig Coombs, to uh, come back on board at North. Imagine that, Coombsy at North. That'd be fucking sweet. Um, but also, did you find it fascinating, uh, Glenn Luff, formerly of Champion Data. We love the work yes. of Champion Data. We're never going to complain about Champion Data. Do wonderful no. things for the game. I mean, it's the champion of the data. Um, founded by uh, Sir Edward Data. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Glenn Luff, he kind of final straw for him was when he was mentioned by name. Oh. By name. Not emoji. Yeah. By no, name. name. Yeah, yeah. Not by like a little child's drawing, but by name. By his actual name. On footy classified by Kane Corns. He, he oh. teed off on him and that was the Mate. final straw. I mean, A, he was like going, dude, it's... It's a eleven thirty-five on a Monday night, <laughs> <laughs> but he and got you're mentioned gem. by name, yeah. and that's when he decided that was it. I'm out of here. Do you think that's a little bit um, like if that's what's t- if that's what's costing you your job? If that's what's making you walk out is the fact that Kane Corn says that you haven't done a great job at North Melbourne. Does that is that make you go? You come in the next day, maybe you hadn't seen it, and the other two are there going. Do Oof. I tell him? Do we tell him? Like did you, what? Hey, like, hey, did you um just say classified last night? Oh no, it was was classified on? Was it on Gem? Was it on Go? What was it on? And they're like, no, it was on the main channel. He's like, fucking really, <laughs> really? No, I didn't see it. Oh, Kane Corns, mate, ripped you apart. Me, by name, by name, <laughs> by name. Did he name you two? Nah, man, <laughs> we were cool. We cool. Well, I think what he's saying is that he's because he got mentioned in particularly that he reckons there's a leak at North. And so oh. people are feeding Kane information. Now, now the, the was it the volcano mm. has come oh, out fuck. and said... <laughs> you don't want to be the volcano. <laughs> the volcano has come out and said that he doesn't... Um, he wasn't being fed information, doesn't have a leak. But that's what you would say if you had a yeah. leak. You know, you wouldn't. Uh, and so I think the idea that Glenn was saying, like, I'm not getting this... I'm clearly not getting the support that I need. Therefore, it's time to move back to champion data where I can watch games in the binoculars and go, Mitchell, handball, <laughs> Smith, left-hand kick. <laughs> Do that with your life. But North have come out. So David Noble held a uh, press conference last week to deny there are any rifts at all within the club. And you know what's always good in a, uh, a press conference where you say everything is fine is when you're really aggressively, like got a bit of a Mark Neal kind of twitch going on as, yeah, you, as you're yeah. talking as you're having a chat to the media and you're like, no, there's no, there's no fucking problem. There's just three blokes that just happened to leave. There's no problem at all. And everyone's like, okay. Yeah. I think, I think, I think there've been enough articles now. I think we can safely assume like everybody hates David Noble. Yep. And the recruiting people got out of there. I reckon, okay, here's my theory. David Noble, questionable bloke, not happy with the people that he has players went to the recruiting group and said what the fuck are you doing recruiting all these fuckwits they went hey we're not fuckwits they're fuckwits and we don't like being called fuckwits and he went you're a bunch of fuckwits and they went oh and Kane Collins just mentioned me by name and they quit yeah I'm out of here so I think David Noble is on very very shaky ground particularly it's very hard to throw your weight around when you're bottom of the ladder (laughs) 
Well, yes, yes. Second, uh, 17th, 17th. Thank, thank oh, okay, for yeah, West Coast if you're yeah, there. Sorry, sorry. But also, uh, th- a lot of stories, you're hearing a lot of stories about their number one pick, Jason Horn Francis, that are coming yeah. out of the club. So there's a lot of... You, do you reckon... Question without notice, will Jason oh, Horn Francis... Oh, God, jeesh. Will JHF be there next year for North Melbourne or will he see out his first two-year contract, do you uh, believe? I I imagine... You, yeah, I mean... I, I mean it's a massive cock up if you pick up a number one and you get rid of them after one year. So um, let's not forget that he got in trouble because he went back to Adelaide for Mother's Day and didn't tell the club. And they were like, whoa, Jace, Morny, Franco, Franco. Mate, we don't, mate, on Mother's Morning Day, like, we, don't know, we don't know much about your mum. Like, mm. how much of a party is this going to be? Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are you I mean, up to, you know? Traditionally, me, for Mother's Day, like, it's mm. actually one of the biggest nights of the year. <laughs> Oh, mate. <laughs> like, Every uh, time we, you... You build up for it. Like, I mean, uh, in the Chamberlain home, like, we build up for about a month, like, planning. You know, obviously, we put a call into a few bikey gangs, like, you know, getting the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what's coming in from overseas, like, you know, can you leave a bit, bit aside for us? I've never seen... Month, okay? Oh, no, I've <laughs> never seen an engraved, beautiful meth pipe before. Like, that was <laughs> that was one of the nicest gifts I've ever seen you give. Oh, she got teary when I gave her that. And then, um, yeah. I mean... Teary then punchy. But she was crying because, you know, she'd be, she'd be going for about three days. <laughs> <laughs> so they said that Horn Francis, they were like very un, uh, unhappy with him. And they said, well, that's because what if you were, you know, the random drug testers came around, Jace. What if they came around, Jason, and we didn't know where you were, Jason, and he was in Adelaide partaying. And they didn't know where he was and they looked like fools. And that's what they weren't. They weren't angry. They were just disappointed. Yeah, sure. What's it also a little bit that he might have had a bit of a hamstring as well, and so maybe should have been doing a bit of Well, they'd been on a flight to Perth, so he'd flown from Melbourne to Perth, play the game, came back. So what's that, seven hours, then another hour and a bit to Adelaide, spend time in Adelaide, then fly back, like in with all within like three or four days. So um, then he missed the next game with hamstring tightness, and they're saying nothing to do with the flights. Nothing, he just had hamstring tightness. But he was on plane for 10 hours. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. He he reclined. So therefore, you don't get hamstring tightness. He was that arsehole reclining on the flight to Adelaide. That's yeah, kind of sure. number one pick he is. Do you sometimes think like they make a big deal about flights? Now, I know, I know the, the, the figures kind of back up that, you know, the players in WA, you know, you, you can just generally say don't play as many games in their career as yeah. they do in uh, the Eastern States. But also... Okay, like we've travelled a bit, like doing, you know, gigs, stand up, whatever. Okay, if I do a flight to Perth and then the next day do a flight to Adelaide and then maybe two days later do a flight to Melbourne, yeah. I presume I'm gonna be okay. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna be. I hear. And, and can I put to it down to? Um, I'm gonna say the 2005 West Coast Eagles, 2006 weren't brought undone by excessive. Uh, getting on and off planes. I feel like they were okay, like, even though they maybe didn't get a great deal of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you win a flag and you haven't been asleep for a month, I think that's a yeah. pretty good achievement. Actually, are, yeah, we, are yeah. we actually underselling Under the achievement a, yeah, probably. <laughs> of the Eagles? Probably. The fact that, that half the club possibly had flatlined on an end-of-season trip and also then the next year won a flag. I think I think actually yeah. we need to start celebrating that team a little bit more. Going like, do you know how difficult it is to hold up a cup 
when you haven't eaten for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not easy to it's not easy to gut run when you're not being chased by bikies. Like, Do you know how difficult it is when you have mm. a shot for goal after taking a mark in the Ford fifty? Yeah. And then you take your mouth guard and put it in the, tuck it into your sock. Do you know how difficult that is when you don't have teeth? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Adam, I don't know if this is good or bad news, but a few dark reviews coming out of the AFL Kitchen and Bar. Actually, I'm about, I, I say that again. It's horrible news coming out of the AFL Kitchen and Bar. By the fact well, I can't, I can't believe that that would happen. I mean, we know the high quality. You've been there yourself. We've uh, junk timers have taken photos out the front of the AFL kitchen and bar. I can't believe that it would be anything but almost like three Michelin hats. Well, that's that the thing. I mean, about. obviously, we were talking about kind of the status of the bar, kitchen and bar, kitchen and bar. I should, I should mm. not, you know, lower its credentials to just yeah. a bar. It's more than that. It's an experience. But um, I uh, we were talking earlier a few weeks ago, I think, about how they're most likely waiting uh, to get their Michelin stars before they, you know, properly yeah. start advertising Take it to, the world. to the world or yeah. franchising. You know, yeah. Um, maybe a great combination would be the Big Shed Brewing and oh. Eiffel Kitchen and Bar in the one spot. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. that that'd be almost like a kind of mecca for <laughs> if you're if you're eating a midfield margarita and washing that down with the Matani beer. Chicken I mean, soft. fucking. I mean, is, am I am I in heaven? Like, dude, is, am dude, I it's alive? Like, it's, it's like Field of Dreams. Like when the baseballer yeah. says to Kevin Costner, "Am I in heaven?" Yeah, uh, and that's how low our idea of heaven is in this day and age. <laughs> yes, <laughs> drinking a chicken salt beer and eating a midfielder's margarita. But uh, there's a review from Michael, and we encourage people who do go to the um, AFL Kitchen and Bar, like you know, if you want to put in a review on Yelp or whatever. Uh, you know, forward it to us or whatever. Like we're more than happy. Yeah. Now, now my my experience. You haven't been there yet yourself, have you? Uh, no, I've been on a flight for a while. My experience was perfectly fine. Like I paid um, twenty dollars for a white wine because <laughs> I'm doing very well. Yes, you are. Uh, while I waited, to charge Mate, that, that's my f- that's a fucking bus fare for you. While I waited to charge my phone because my phone was running out of power. Uh, and then um, jumped on the bus. Uh, I think that was about <laughs> November last year, I think. Yep, yep. You're quite uh, So these reviews were sent in to us on Twitter by uh, Donny. So thank you very much for alerting us to these. So we have one here from Michael. Not you? No, not from me. But also remember okay. when we talked to Gil a few months ago, the launch yeah. of Fox Footy? Yeah. And we... And I, 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 it's in the archives. Um, we did a bunch of interviews with like Big Gaz and the Chief and uh, uh, Nick Revolt and uh, Jay Brown uh, yep. and Gil uh, for about big two or three minutes. The big man, literally a big man, very tall man. And we did talk about the AFL Kitchen and Bar and there was a moment where he kind of very quickly changed the topic <laughs> like an absolute pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yep. is, he you know, fair enough. Around. We were having a bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> from Michael, we walked out when we were told we had to order through a QR code. Uh, if you can't provide basic services, you don't deserve our money. Oh, so he's, on, Michael. Michael has walked in there. One star, one star review. So he's walked in and they said, I'll have a white wine. They're like, oh, you just need to hit that QR code. And he's gone, I fucking don't. I tell you what, I don't. I tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not opening up my camera. I'm not having that pop up on my um browser i'm not scrolling through that you can go get fucked but what i will do is i will go to another bar take the time buy the beer there 
write this review, leave you one star. That's what I will fucking do. Well, you know what I did think, actually, Adam, when I went into that bar, and I did get the... Oh, undersold it again. Kitchen and bar. Yeah, I God did, damn it, Michael. I did walk up to the bar to get my little white wine, and because, uh, you know, it was a big flight. It was, you know, 9 a.m. Needed to rehydrate. Yeah, and yeah. I, when I did walk up to the bar and said, can I have the, you know, Sablanc, whatever, and they were like, oh, there's a QR code on the table. I was a bit like, yeah, but... You could give it to me now. Like, yeah, and there's, I had there's to, no one else here, is there? I had to go to the QR, like a uh, QR thing, and then you had to put in all your details, like literally like your phone number and all this. Oh, yeah, shit. that's like, annoying. And I'm like, and then put bank details in. I'm like, okay, do you know and that you're thing a man, you, you're a man who only rolls with cash. Well, that's the thing. I also, uh, yeah, I, know, I, I need to keep that kind of my yeah. information offline. I need to keep yeah, that, exactly. I keep a lot of, uh, of my many identities, I keep all of them offline. <laughs> But uh, but I did find that to be a weird service by the fact there also like were waiters and waitresses like walking around just like yep. kind of going like yeah but I, I I mean like putting like a large step in the middle and also this is post kind of well I was about to say post COVID it was not post COVID because we, no we're but we we're at the back side of it yeah like basically I suppose the main okay uh, the border of New South Wales and Victoria were free. So, yes. in terms of Australia, yep. that is probably a sign of, like, COVID is okay. And I say that with knowing that COVID is not okay, if you get my drift. I hear you, man. Uh, from Basson, this is another review that we got sent. Uh, another one star, three months ago. <sighs> Sheesh. Extremely bad customer service. We ordered buffalo wings, and they smelt and tasted off. When I approached the manager, as she claimed she was... Uh, and told her about my concern. She did not acknowledge my point and reacted in a very rude way, claiming that this it does not smell off even without trying to smell them. Oh, well, how does she know that? You know, she's either got to go in for the sniff and go, it doesn't smell off, or she goes, uh, shut the fuck up and eat them. When I asked her to at least smell it so that she would understand what I'm talking about. She refused and asked me to leave the bar and threatened to call security at the airport. Whoa, whoa. You know what she's done? You know what the manager's done? She's texted that number about uh, bad (laughs) behaviour. That'd be awesome if the AFL Kitchen and Bar had that. And also, you think about Melbourne Airport. um, uh, Well, uh, tagline for Bassam, this is the worst service I've ever come across. But a tagline for for that, um, uh, sorry, but um, if you think about Airport security at Melbourne Airport, like it's actually pretty lax. Like you don't really have the dudes walking around with the the big machine guns. But if you no. go to like you know international capitals, like you know say your Rome, your London, whatever, like not uncommon to see dudes walking around Absolutely. with massive guns. So, are we thinking should there does there need to be a review? I'm thinking a full review at the AFL kitchen. Yeah, bar. yeah, from the manager all the way down to the grease monkey. I think you might be right. Yeah, I the think dish pig. It's an official AFL call that we're calling for a full review, and also yep. I think we actually should get. <laughs> given it's a kitchen and bar, okay, the team, mm. the panel, okay, mm. Billy Brownless. <laughs> oh, very good idea. Yep, yep. Because he can. He obviously is an expert of the, of the froth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he knows. He knows about wallets. He yep. knows about, you know, he was yeah. very active yep. about wallets. Okay. Um, Favola yep. spent, what, 60 grand a year on Uber, Uber once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Dane Swan, he's only had one uh, nightclub burn down on him, so he knows <laughs> he knows how to get rid of this place if you know things turn sour. He might <laughs> then, he can send in a disgruntled uh, builder, as it was, as was then, the case. Not Swanee's fault. Do not. We're not alleging that. Yes, yeah, Swanee didn't do it. <laughs> and then I think to bring a bit of highbrow to it, uh, mm. but also with experience of kitchens, uh, Stewie Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Full review, Billy Brownless, Fev, Dane yeah. Swan, and Stewie Jew. AFL, another yeah. idea where we're gifting you yeah, on a mate. place. Yeah, when do you want you the take AFL up on one of us? Do you want it to work or not? Uh, footballers in real life from Sean. Hey, I had a couple of junk timers in real life on Saturday night. Oh, okay. I was at um, a bar in Smith Street. I walked in and someone went, Rosie, you low dog. <laughs> And I was like, fuck, it's just so nice when you're just surrounded by people. So, g'day. I'm pretty sure it was Matt and Ben. I was a bit off chops when I was there, but uh, thanks for the chat and um, thanks for calling me that. It just warms the heart when you hear that. It is very funny when you can, someone calls you a low dog cunt and you go, ah, ah, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> sweet, yeah. <laughs> uh, from Sean, I went to an early voting centre in Hawthorne. Doesn't the election feel like about three years ago? Yeah, like, it really does. Even actually the day after the election, I was saying to a couple of friends, I was like, I genuinely feel like the election was like a month ago, even though it just happened like 12 hours ago. Um, from Sean, I went to an early voting centre in Hawthorne the day before the election to vote that low dog, <laughs> Josh Frydenberg, out of office. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> on my way to the back of the very long queue, I saw North Melbourne's Nick Larkey and Melbourne's Clayton Oliver. Standing at different points of the line, waiting to deliver to deliver their democratic duty. Well, that's very nice. I suppose footballers do have to go early, don't they? Uh, uh, did you vote on the day or did you do an early vote? No, nah, I did the postal vote. Can't be fucked going to primary school. Oh, well, I mean, uh, yeah. obviously, yeah. <laughs> not allowed anywhere near them. <laughs> you know, there's a, it's, it's not what's said, it's what's unsaid yeah. in that statement. <laughs> From Mitchell to spotted a roaming Brian Taylor in Darling Harbour. That's actually a great get for before tonight's Swans and Richmond match in Sydney. I initially spotted BT loitering. <laughs> okay, where's this going? <laughs> loitering outside Madame Tussauds uh, and hoped he'd go full tourist and head inside. I was therefore mildly disappointed when he started walking away. So he's probably probably looking at, if it's still there, probably looking at the wax Ian Thorpe out the front of Madame Tussauds. And then it's obviously near the aquarium right there. And then there's a 10-pin bowling alley, I think, if it's still there, not far from where BT was hanging out on the little pier. That is, a, that is a proper touristy area of Sydney, isn't it? It is, yeah. I used to live there, uh, not far from there, like about a 50-metre walk from that kind of area uh, because uh, the company was paying for my rent. And uh, there's a hard rock cafe uh, where you can go. That's still surviving. Uh, and if I remember correctly, you can go and see a dress that Taylor Swift clearly never wore. <laughs> From Brendan. Big news, guys. Just rolled into work on Saturday to supervise Saturday Sport. What a thrill. At the home of the hoitiest, toitiest of young men, Hawthorne Scotch College. Very Excuse big private me. school here in Melbourne. Uh, when who should I see strolling down the main road to hop into a passenger seat of presumably a Tesla or a BMW, but the one and only Craig Hutchison? Pretty classified zone. 
Uh, it took me a while to recognise him as he's grown a bit of a grey beard and he's a lot taller than I imagined he would be. That's actually, a, I, I imagine he gets that a lot. He's far taller than you actually think. He towers over me. I reckon he's about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, Hutch. He's a big boy. So I wonder why he's always come across as like short on camera. Like, he, I mean... I mean, I'm talking about the early days. Like, nowadays, like, you know, he's obviously a big lad, you know, fair play. But, like, yeah. um, maybe he could do the review of the kitchen and bar as well. But, like, he's always come across to me as, like, you know, like a 5'8 kind of guy. But then when you actually see him in the flesh, you go, whoa. He's remarkably tall, yeah. Uh, Touch is a lot taller than I imagined he would be, but given the school was playing footy on the main, I can only assume one of his many benefactors were pulling on the boots for one of Melbourne's elite private schools. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. So maybe he was hanging around there because there's money coming in from... A sponsor. From Reese. Me, myself and a few mates had a sneaky Monday morning game of golf at Whaleback Golf Course in Perth. Uh, soon to be uh, a live show, uh, because we're all doing very well and Mondays can otherwise get fucked. We played the yes, back nine can. first, decided to go again, snuck in the front nine ahead of a group of Dockers players. I only recognised one at first, was Rory Lobb. Like us, he had all the gear, but no idea. Uh, they were joined later by Sean Darcy, uh, Josh Treaky, and a few others whose names evade my memory. Darcy used his long arms to get a selfie of us with us, as my mate insisted, even though he's a Collingwood fan. Are you still going to do it? They'd love that. Ah, yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure the players in Perth love getting recognised twenty four hours a day. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Uh, from Mister Shield, I'm going to say. Um, this actually good get too. Uh, breaking AFL CEO in real life. While out walking the dog, I walked past the Orang Hotel and spotted none other than the big fella himself, Gil. I sadly couldn't recognise the bloke with him, who he was sharing a pint. However, I can only speculate that the discussion must be related to Gil acquiring our local and replacing it with a massively <laughs> successful <laughs> AFL kitchen and bar. See? Yep. I think that's, that's, that's going to be his legacy. Okay, you can talk about... You know, expansion teams, whatever, TV yeah. rights, you know, AFLW, like, whatever. It all goes in the trash bin. The AFL Kitchen well, Bar well, will be what we remember Gil for. Now, the Orong Hotel, that's is that the one on Williams Road in Orong, that kind of way? Uh, I believe so, the one so, I'm thinking yeah. of, either that or I'm thinking of the Mount Erica. But if it is that one, so you think the whole eastern... A whole east and southeast of Melbourne basically would very rarely get the opportunity to go to Tullamarine. It's a long way. It's an hour and a bit drive if you're going to do it on the weekend. If they had an AFL kitchen and bar, you could be on a Friday night. Kids, you want to go for a, a premiership pepperoni? And they're like, absolutely, we do, Mum and Dad. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, Gil, right for buying the Orong and replacing it with the AFL kitchen and bar. Well, maybe it could be an idea. Maybe he's in talks just before he leaves the AFL. Maybe he's in talks that they buy the Orang Hotel, turn it to an AFL kitchen and bar, then also mm. use the surplus TV money that they're going to get from that Amazon, from yeah, from, you know, from Netflix, whatever. Yeah. Use that money to build an airport around that oh, area. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Therefore, yeah. So you, you, you're saying that it has to, be, has to have an airport attached to it? Uh, uh, well, I think it kind of... I think well, I know, jet I, well, having from the time I've been there, like I think the experience was enhanced by the fact that I'd got off a jet star flight from Sydney to Melbourne. Yeah, I think true, kind of, true. You know, and you, that little reward of going to the AFL kitchen and bar. Um, what about? 
idea without notice. So, mm. you know, food trucks all the rage. What if we brought the AFL kitchen and bar to you? Forget your taco truck. Forget your, um, you know, Mr. Huxterburger fucking burger thing. I'd actually like to find out on Uber Eats, is the AFL oh. kitchen and bar on Uber Eats? Absolutely. Because I know I'm about a 90-minute cab ride from Melbourne Airport like right now as, <laughs> yep, we, yep. as we sit right here. But I, I actually would eat a cold premiership pizza yep. just to a pepperoni, just to have the, a, little touch of, a little touch of home. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just it's comfort. It's comfort food. It's comfort food. A little food. bit. Uh, a little bit. Uh, any junk time is in the uh, Gladdy Park or Tuller area. If you, if it comes up on your Uber Eats, can you please send us a screenshot? We'd love to know. <laughs> we'd love to know if someone's ever gone and picked up food from out there. And also, where do you pick it up? Like, have you ever gone through? I've done this before. Like, I've gone to the. I went to go and pick up a mate, but I've gone to the drop-off area by accident. And so, like, oh there was right, like so you're upstairs. And one yeah, of the yeah. officials was like tapping on my window, kind of you move on, move on, move on. And yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, I fucked up. Um, so I wonder how do you pick up the Uber Eats? Like if you if you, oh if you, yeah, they'd have to walk it out to it. They'd have to park. Well, yeah, they'd have to kind of like kind of have a, a waiter or a waitress run out with it. But we also mm. know from the reviews, like they're fucking shit at their job. Not doing that. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go hooks. Go bye. This March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.